Rockies 102.9. The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew exhilarates and quenches with its one-of-a-kind great taste. Mountain Dew, this is how we do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. He's a regular guest, getting to be a regular guest. Maybe Maybe you've heard of him. West Dallas's number one resident, Robin Young. Good morning, Robin. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you guys today? Good. You did live in West Dallas, right? Uh, no, home was never actually West Dallas. Hales Corners, Greenfield, Greendale. I don't think we ever resided in West Dallas. But the kids, all the kids that were born back there, which was three of the four, we're all born in West Dallas Hospital, if that makes sense. Oh, West Dallas, oh, okay. West Dallas oh, sure. President. Okay. Well, there's your connection. Where? Yeah, wow. yeah. So uh, there's certainly there's certainly some some fond memories of West Dallas. Did you just rent homes in Milwaukee? Uh, for a while, we rented apartments, um, and then we finally decided we were going to be there a while. We were married, had a couple kids, bought a condo. Grew out of that real fast. I couldn't figure out how to stop having kids. There was a, there was about a four-year stretch where I was a little confused. <laughs> and so the condo didn't last very long, and we, we bought a uh, kind of a small home over in, in Hales Corners. We were, we were neighbors of the Gantners. They were right in our backyard. The kids wore paths between the two houses. Did you, oh, yeah? Did you turn the Gantners into the uh, Homeowners Association all the time for too much noise, <laughs> lawns too long? Right, leaving uh, crap in the <laughs> yard, dogs barking, you know open garage doors. Had, had we had a Homeowners Association, <laughs> I certainly would have. But, uh, but we, were, we, we, we weren't in that neighborhood that had Homeowners Association. So... So you and Gumby were Nate. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, literally, right? Uh, the, the, our backyards connected. So did you? Uh, and our our kids grew up together. They're like, and it, it seemed like when I had one, he had one, and then I had another, and he had another. So this so. is. I I think I know the answer to this, but you guys didn't uh-huh. ride over the ballpark together, did you? No, okay. I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> you know, I knew I had to spend the next three hours with them. The last thing I wanted to do was add another fifteen minutes to that. Hey, your name came up the other day, and I remember Uh-oh. I remember saying uh, the one thing about Robin Yount that actually, that I was kind of I, I wasn't shocked, but I was surprised by was when we were talking one time, and you said the one thing you hated about baseball was day games. Right? Yeah. 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 He- Back then, none of us really liked them. But pitchers liked them. The hitters didn't. <laughs> it was usually hard to see, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the pitch, the ball. There was always the some pitcher. shadow. It was bright. And, it, you know, it just, you couldn't pick the ball up nearly as well in the daytime as you, which kind of sounds funny, but that just goes to show how good the lights and everything were in, in, in or are in Major League Stadiums. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it was always a lot easier to hit in the nighttime. And we had a saying that the only good thing about day games was when they were over. <laughs> that was. But now you better like day games today because they play an awful lot of them. We didn't have those, or rarely, maybe toward the end of our careers, they they started 
playing a few day games on, they call it getaway day now, when a series ends and you got to travel. They do it all the time now. I think it's even part of the players' uh uh, the players' union agreement that they're if they're too far away they can't play a night game on the same day they travel. But there there's some rules against that. I'm not exactly sure what they are, but yeah. But a lot of times we would uh, travel after night games, and we would get to the next city. Uh, you know, depending on what it was, at you know three four in the morning sometimes, but. Most of the guys were pretty used to coming in at that time anyhow, so it really didn't mess any of us up. Unless you had a day game that day to kick off the well, series, right? True. And that would a, a that day could game following out. a travel day would have been really bad. The only we were fortunate because we were in the American League and the only team that played lots of day games, you know, back then was the Cubs. And so we didn't have to play them and so we didn't have very many day games, probably none after travel. All right, let's travel through the Yount House. You don't spend a lot of time in the house, do you? You're out in your, uh, in your, is it your pole shed, your outbuilding, your garage? What do you Barn, want to call it? Yeah. It's your, it's where you, you work. Know, can you, can, can we call it my shop? Okay. Shop. Okay. Ro- All right. Let's go out to Robin's yeah. shop. What do you have torn apart? What's laying on the bench right now? There's a, there's a, uh, a motorcycle engine that's laying on about three different benches. Oh boy. Completely torn apart that I tore apart about three months ago, and it's just been sitting there. <laughs> going to get to I, that. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of moody on my yeah. my how, how much I do. and I, A little bit of ADD sets in. And <laughs> I, I, I had this idea that I was going to tear this particular motor apart and sandblast the cases and repaint them and put it back together because I have most of the other uh, pieces of the bike, the frame and the and the gas tank and that is ready to go. And yeah. So usually I look at the good stuff and it motivates me. Well, I tore this motor apart a while back and it's still sitting there. It's going to be a challenge to get it back together. Really? Do you need parts to put yeah. it back together? Or no, I have all the parts. Yeah. But I just don't have the. If it's not fresh in your mind, it's a little bit of a challenge where things go. How many? Oh, other, right. How, yeah. how many other There's bikes? A lot of parts in a motor. <laughs> there are a lot of parts in a motor. That's right. Yeah. That's why we like to yeah. leave them together as much as we can. Well, you know what it is, though? Fortunately, I would never attempt this without it, but I have uh, manuals on on these particular motors that I tear apart. Well, good. So that... it's kind of like you look at the manual and, okay, that goes there and that goes there. And that, so if I keep, like, the gearbox in one on one tray and the clutch on another tray. No problem. I can usually figure out where the things go, but if I start mixing those pieces up, I'm in big trouble. We all have a guy when we're doing projects like this, like uh, you, you, whether it's cooking or building, rebuilding motorcycles. Who's the guy on your speed dial that you're calling when you go? This doesn't. This isn't right. This isn't fitting together. I, yeah, I hate to tell you, I don't have that guy. No, it's what? all up to me. YouTube no, videos it's up to me. You don't. And call- you know what happens? I I done this before where i've probably spent many 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 hours putting you know particular motor back together and then when i think i'm finished it doesn't quite work properly (laughs) then you take it to the shop no i take it completely apart again to figure out where i screwed up (laughs) and then i gotta figure out what i 
Oh God, got that washroom backwards. Well, this this, this particular happened, let me tell you this motorcycle that's been laying on your bench for what would you say three months now? At least. Okay. Do you have other bikes that you can hop on and ride? Yeah. No, I don't. You know what? This stuff that I restore and work on myself, I put so much time into them. I don't ever ride them again. I don't even want to get them dirty. <laughs> I have I have stuff. I have new stuff that I ride. This stuff that I restore, it sits there, and I just look at it. How many do you have that are just sitting there oh, that you look? Don't at? go there. Come on, uh, come on. Five. What is it I've restored, or or my total collection? What's your collection at? Oh gosh, of of stuff that I I don't know how to answer this because I have a I have like a little storage unit with a whole bunch of junk in it. Okay. What's that show where they you buy the storage, storage wars? Unit? You don't. Yeah, well, I got one of those, and I don't even remember what's in there. So there's some old <laughs> junk bikes, probably 10 bikes in my storage unit that I don't even remember what's in there. Okay. And then I probably have close to 20 in the garage back there. That, okay. Uh, and, and maybe four or five of them that I restored myself. So right. there's, there's, oh. there's 20 of them. Actually, you know what? I sent eight bikes are in a... Uh, uh, museum. It's called Throttle Stop, back in Elkhart Lake. Oh, right, not far, not far from the from the racetrack. Mm-hmm. I think I sent like eight. I got. I was kind of had nowhere to put these bikes anymore. And a friend of mine has this Throttle Stop back in Elkhart, and there's I think six or eight of my bikes are back there in his museum. So we're looking at like forty-two bikes, is what you own, roughly. No, not forty-two. That's that's. that's well, no, there's ten in storage that are it's torn in apart. The 20s. It's in the twenties. It's in the twenties. Okay. All right. Twenty. All right. Is that and too many? Only, but you know what? It's like an uh, ugly stepchild. But I think only I would appreciate a lot of them. <laughs> well, what's your favorite to to look at? That the, out of the four you restored, you said that you had. Actually, I do have a favorite. It's called a bull taco. It's a 1971 bull taco. Sherpa S 125. It's a it's a a 125 cc motocross bike that I raced when I was 14, no, 15 and 16 years old, and it came out. If I don't say so myself, I'm usually a pretty humble guy, but this bike turned out so nice, and it's I'm I am by far the most proud of this bike because I took every single nut and bolt apart on that thing. Painted a lot of the pieces myself. Did a lot of the polishing. Is, and are these like so myself? It turned out pretty nice. Are these correct colors, factory colors, or one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that and that one is didn't you didn't even the, hesitate. I didn't the, you didn't, I didn't even hesitate. The gas tank and I didn't paint the number panels, and I had the frame powder coated. The rest of it was, was all me. And you didn't even hesitate when we said, "What's your favorite bike?" This one is hands down your no, favorite. This, you know why? Because I have a lot of fond memories of. Of you know, don't everybody have some just really fun times when you're a kid? And, yes, and that's the of course bike they have. Yeah. So that's me when I was 15 and 16 years old racing that particular motorcycle. Now that's not the exact one. I found an old one and restored it back to what it looked like that when I raced it. But uh, um, it's just a bike that I had the most fun on during those years. So it, I look at it and I, I think I'm 15 or 16 again. Well, you're playing baseball in major leagues by 18, yeah, so a couple you years know, later. that's no. a pretty short 
You know, that was frustrating because I, I ended up playing baseball. I really wanted to be racing motocross. Right? Yeah, because your parents made you get a job. It was called Major League Baseball. Oh, job, no more of this motorcycle racing. It's serious. That's pretty good. Hey, now, now that we've decided, no, the whole deal with my dad was that I, he would he would take me to the racetrack, but I had to be able to fix my equipment and maintain all my equipment myself. Yeah, self taught. So or I did learned you... early on how to work on these things. Did yeah. you did you teach yourself, or were there a, was there a bunch of you that would tear down motorcycles and no, put it back together? My dad was because my dad was an engineer. Uh, he kind of he loved that stuff himself, but if it was available, whenever I got a bike, he would he would look and wherever you got these books in those days. Uh, but he would try to find a manual for this, for whatever bike I had. And if I got stuck with something, he would, he would show me how, you know, this goes there and this goes, see the picture yeah. that goes there. Yeah. And so it was all part of the process. And yeah. I think he was being an engineer, you know, he built rocket engines. If anybody says, you know what? Your dad's no rocket scientist. <laughs> Wrong. If they said that to me, I could call them on it. Wrong. Yes. Or if they say to your kids, hey, your dad's no Hall of Famer, you can say, they can say wrong. Right. He is a Hall of Famer. Well, that, that's, that's, a, that's a little debatable. That's <laughs> not, not, not debatable. You're in the Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. I know, but it's just hard to. Can't believe I, I can't believe I have to yell at a Hall of Famer no and kidding. tell him you're in the Hall of Fame. Hey, did you ever, you used to go riding with like Dale Swaim and Rob Deere and those guys. Did you ever take Molitor with you, Paulie? No, Roller Roller doesn't ride bikes, but uh, but that's funny you mentioned Rob Deere. Uh, We both have dirt. Well, you know, obviously, you know, I have one, but he lives here in Phoenix, and he got a dirt bike about six months ago, and we we've gone out riding dirt bikes together uh, just the last few months. Did he drive dragsters too? He's tried about everything. Right. You think I'm a little goofy? You ought to go inside his head. Really? He's, yeah. He's, yeah. No, he's he's run sprint cars, you know, on dirt track sprint cars, those really fast, dangerous right. cars that you go sideways all the way around. <laughs> and um, he's drag raced, ridden motorcycles, and yeah, he's uh, he's got a screw or two loose. I usually have to try <laughs> to ring him in. Did you ever want to go to a county fair and just smash up things in a demo derby with some beater? No, that's, you know what? I've crashed enough times without trying. <laughs> it's not exactly, you know, I, I don't like doing that. No? No, okay. I'd rather keep things. Keep moving. Upright. And my body. I like to yeah. keep my body oh, together these days. Well, you're going to be in town this weekend. You're going to be at 1175 Sports Park and Eatery in Kansasville. You and Paulie are going to be there. This is a rare Robin Yount, Paul Molitor get-together, come out, see us, Q&A, signings, all that stuff. Yeah, you just told me more about it than I know. I thought we were talking about our softball game that's coming up next weekend. Are but we? Are we talking? You're going to plug that. Whatever you just plugged, I know Paulie and I are doing something together on Sunday. I think early evening. Uh yes, exactly. And I think you just told everybody, so thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so, how this works. Now, do you want a little history of the building? What building? Of the building. The building. Eleven. Well, eleven seventy-five Sports Park uh, and Eatery in Kansas. Phil, do you yeah, want? Sure. Would you please? Would you please? So that I have a little All right. information before I get there. I am. This is right where Brian and I grew up. Right. It's in Racine yeah. County, down in Kansas, Phil. 
It is the okay. building where I ran into Brian. It wasn't named this particular name at the time. This is where I ran into Brian one night after high school. We're like 18 or 19. We start chatting, blah, blah, blah. We're telling yep. each other our life stories. And I said, hey, you know what you should try? I'm in this radio program. You should come and try it. And that's where the birth you were, of... You were already doing it? Well, I was in school. I had like a couple oh, weeks yeah. in, you know, and okay. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was just kind of, you know, going through the paces and yeah. that that is the birthplace you are going to be at the birthplace well, of the bob see, of the well, bob and you, guys, show. you guys were in the big leagues at 18 too there mm, that uh, you wouldn't no <laughs> no stretch of the imagination would be calling that the we big were league. we were neither in the big leagues robin nor, nor will we ever see a hall of fame yeah, there's no league well, don't say that you guys are the best i think <laughs> you know what no no you know I who's the there's a hall of fame for you i thought you guys were already in it i'm surprised you're not no you know who the if, best is Uke. Uke is the best. Well, Uke is the best. Yeah. There, okay, let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. I'm not with you on that one. There is, there is no question about it. Uke is by far the best. There's no one like him. He's head and whatever above everybody else. And and since we're talking about our announcers, I think we uh, we do really well with the Brewers because you have B.A. and uh, and Rock calling the games. Yeah. And then yeah. when he's and then when B is gone doing his national stuff because he's that good that the, the, they want him want to hear him around the country, you get Matt yeah. LePay to fill in, you know, on those days that Brian Anderson's not there. No, we're we're set pretty good in Wisconsin to listen to Brewer baseball. That's for sure. Yeah, so I would I would match our announcers up against any in the country. Not that there are no other really good ones, but there are. But I wouldn't argue with that. We're we, we're on we're on top of the list. Okay, so what else are you coming to town for? You got this thing at 1175 Sports Park and Eatery in Kansasville, and you have? Then uh, next Saturday, the 10th of August, out at Capco Park, Concordia, where our Chinooks are, we're having a celebrity softball game for the MAC Fund. I thought you guys knew about this and were promoting it for us because I want both you guys to come out and play. Well, here's the problem, Robin. I'm slower than usual right now. I have a cast on my right leg. You know what? It doesn't matter because they've already told some of the guys. We're going to have kids and stuff out there. All you have to do is stand at home plate. If you happen to hit the ball, a kid will run for you. <laughs> so don't worry about that. That's, that's no excuse because there's going to be other guys that are going to have designated runners. So I don't think that's going to get you out of it. You're going to have to come up with a better one than that. Uh, wow. I understand, yeah. And that's a Capco <laughs> Park. That's coming up when next? Uh, on the 10th of August. Okay, all right. We have a home run derby that starts at noon, and at 1 o'clock we're going to have a celebrity game. We've got a bunch of ex-brewers coming out. As a matter of fact, when you mentioned Paul Molitor, I thought you were talking about the softball game because he's going to come in. He and Gantner and I are going to be together Maybe for the first time in many, many years at anything like this, where all three of us have been there. So that'll be fun. Sounds coming out, uh, Bando, and I'm hoping Larry Heisel will come out. Augie's coming out, and uh, Schroeder, and let me see, John McLaughlin is the other coach, and he's bringing a bunch of bucks and Xbox, and there's just a whole bunch of people. We're going to have a bunch of fun. And it's all for the Mac Fund, which obviously you guys are very familiar with. We just every finished penny. up. We just finished up our golf outing last week, which benefited the Mac Fund, right? Yeah. So every penny, just like you guys do, every penny we make goes to the Mac Fund. We're just going to have some fun, and hopefully, um, you can come out. And I think the Brewers play that night, so you can 
you can come to our game and go to the Brewer game. So all right. Hey, we're before we're going to have a blast. All There's right. Auction Ro- items and everything. Robin, we are out of time. I would keep you on here till three o'clock this afternoon if it was up to me. Well, if you ever need me to come on, I know no, I know you don't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always. I'm always, I'm, I'm always, well, I'm not always available, but when I am, I love coming on and talking to you guys. You guys are the best, other than maybe you. But, Yuke is uh, better. Yuke yeah, is better. I, 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 and I do love you guys, and you're really good, but Yuke is the best. He is. Um, so. But thank you again for having me on and letting me do my spiel. And, and, uh, <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, we can get, hopefully we can get a bunch of people out to CAFCO on the 10th and Whatever that other thing is. I'm Down in Kansasville. Down in Kansasville. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, thank you, We're Robin. Uh, you stay upright, man. <laughs> I'm, I, that's always my goal. All right. All right. Talk to you soon, Robin. Thanks for okay, the time. You guys. Thank you very much. <laughs>